It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the Horn. Complex Hour 2 here on The Horn. Coming up in this hour, we'll talk more about the Kobe Black commitment to Texas today. Number 4 DB in the country coming to Texas. We'll talk some more college football. Get back into our poll of the day and a whole lot more. But joining me right now, as you can hear him on the Hour 2 intro music for today, that is Jelly Ellington. He is part of Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas. He's a big part of Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas Jam. It's happening this Thursday at 310 at ACL Live. It's all benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. And Jelly is joining us in studio right now. Come talk about it a little bit. It's a cool thing that happens. This is the 11th year of it, Jelly. How you doing, brother? Oh, it helps if I turn your mic on. Let's try it again. I'm doing great, Pat. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's very cool to you to come in. This is all happening tomorrow night, so it's going to be a fun show tomorrow night. But let's you know, kind of let the people in on what's happening because this is a it's the 11th annual. But I know a lot of people haven't heard about it. It's a, a great charity event that you throw every year. Kind of tell people how this started and what they're going to see tomorrow night. Yeah, totally. So uh, you know, the Christmas Jam, in its essence, it benefits a Central Texas nonprofit. So we've done the uh, Central Texas Food Bank, Sims Foundation. And uh, we're really excited this year to uh, have Austin, Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. We also benefited them last year. And uh, they provide relief to uh, Central Texas first responders and their families, uh, financial assistance and, and so forth. So really, really excited. It's it's my favorite event of the whole year. You know, we uh, play throughout the whole year. And uh, this, is the, this is the show that I look forward to the most. So Really, really fun evening. We have the Past Lives, which is a great young upcoming band here in Austin that are going to open up the night. Then uh, we're going to kick out on the dance floor to Tomar and the FCs uh, right after that. The great, great soul band I'm really excited to have on the jam. And then, uh, yeah, then we'll just kind of go into the jam portion of the evening, which uh, we just get a just really eclectic mix of Austin musicians. And we kind of pick songs and just kind of take it from there and just have a really, really fun time. Yeah, I mean, that's what's really fun about it is, you know, this is something where you get to the end of the year and everybody plays all year, and you get to see all these great bands in Austin. You know, we do 512 Friday here on the show, and you can hear all the great music. But when these guys come together and they'll play some songs you know, they may play some originals, but they'll play a lot of stuff where you're going to see some of the best bands in Austin and take a couple pieces and put together those kind of super groups come up and do a jam for an hour, two hours at the end of the night. 
Uh, it's a really cool thing that you just don't get to see very often uh, of where, you know, Austin music scene is, is such a, you know, so diverse and so great. Uh, but there's just a giant list of artists that are going to be on this. And how do you kind of go through and put together and get all these people and get them all into one room on one day? And I know you've been rehearsing the last couple of nights. I know you got a rehearsal to go to tonight. How do you get everybody and put it all together? You know, it's, it takes a, a lot of thought that I put into it kind of throughout the year, honestly. And what I like to do with the Christmas Sham is from relationships that I've built with some artists and bands throughout the year from shows and special events like that, I'll usually invite to the jam for that year. Um, <clears throat> and it, the, the coolest part about it was, for instance, last night at rehearsal, we had a group of, of four people who had never really played together before, but they sounded like a band. You know, and that's what I love about Austin musicians. They all speak that language and, uh, that's just the really special part about it, and I think that you know there's connections that are made from the jam and with different musicians um, to kind of start projects of their own even after. So really, really cool things like that happen. Yeah, I mean, let's go into this is the 11th annual. You've been doing this, which, you know, you're, you're a transplant. You come from North Carolina, so you're a basketball guy, clearly, because everybody from North Carolina is a basketball guy. Go Heels. You come here, and you, you kind of show this up. How did this start? And it's it's morphed into where you're at 310 at ACL Live. How did this start and, and get to this point? Yeah, we had humble beginnings. Um, Greg Ware over at the 121 Bar over in uh, at their original location, 5th and Brazos downtown, uh, let my band do it <clears throat> for the first year. Uh, we just kind of had to throw something together, and then we continued it on. It just started to build from there when the 121 moved to a new location. And then um, we kind of just outgrew that and we reached out to 310 and they've hosted us the past three years and every year it seems to get more special and just the kind of the buzz grows around the city and you know it really comes down to is just raising money for these nonprofits. and every year it's um, kind of grown exponentially from there so we've decided just to really keep it going gung-ho every year. Yeah, I know you choose this, uh, the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund because it is something close to you because you dealt with the fire. Uh, your house burned down, you know, a few years ago or a year ago or whatever. I mean, but enough that it, is, it was a problem. You were out of town and the house burned down and, and the firefighters were able to get there, do their job enough that was able to save some of your stuff. Your guitars were able to be saved and and you just got to meet some of them and kind of learn the story. Is, is that the reason or kind of where it started the relationship with these guys? Yeah. So I was, I was speaking with uh, Tom Vokey. He's a representative over at the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund and he was explaining to me just stories of even firefighters from even from 9-11 that have uh, just now, you know, have started to, you know, get cancer, God forbid, and stuff like that, just from, you know, being exposed to what they were even in 9-11-2001. So the fact that we can raise money for, you know, these people that really just seriously put their lives at risk every day, you know, just to save, you know, whether it's humans, you know, material objects, um, I'm just forever indebted to them, so... You know, I just want to raise as much money as I can for them because, you know, the house did go down, but they actually got there within four or five minutes and were able to save the studio portion of our house. And all of my guitars were actually saved, which was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a, you know, a great story. And you do you don't realize and I got to talk to some of these guys who did this for them last year as well. And and, you know, I got to talk to some of them and you don't realize, you know, you realize that they're putting their lives on the line in the moment. But you don't realize the long-term effects that it has on some of these people and their families. And, you know, so an organization like the uh, Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund, it's really necessary because, you know, as Austin continues to grow, you're just, you know, it means more and more people and maybe not as many people willing to take the the risk and the chance. And, you know, the ones that are willing to do it, you want to be able to take care of them and show them that they're not forgotten even when they're done or 
you know, when something goes wrong. So it's a really cool thing to be able to do that. Uh, you're also going to be doing some raffles. So if you want to come out and support more so you can get your tickets uh, at ACLive.com. If you go there, it'll lead you to the 310 page and you can go there. Uh, do you have a website they can link to, Jelly Ellington? Yeah, jellyellington.com. Um, you just go to the uh, tour section and there'll just be the date right there with the tickets. Um, you can get to there pretty quick. So. so you can get your tickets at all those places and join us tomorrow. The doors are at 6. First band will be at 7. I'm hosting the event, so or I'm seeing or whatever it is. Jelly's, I guess, technically the host. You know, since he has to play and, and put it all together and do everything that his name's on it. I'll be emceeing, which I've been you know lucky enough to be able to do. Uh, but we hope everybody comes out and joins us. But there's also a raffle that's happening, and some great people have put in some prizes uh, to allow, you know. So if you want to come out and hang out for a little bit and put your name in the raffle, you can win some prizes too. Tell them about the raffle, Jelly. Yeah, so we, uh, we've had some great sponsors this year. Kendra Scott's offering um, some jewelry items uh, for all the ladies out there. And then uh, we also have Sweetwater, who's donated a ukulele. And then we've also uh, have Tito's. They're offering a gift basket um, of special surprises. And then also one of the performers, uh, AJ Vallejo, has a really, really uh, delicious hot sauce bundle that he's going to be raffling off as well. So lots of cool stuff. You 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 can get a raffle ticket and win some stuff. You're going to see some great live music. I want to go through and read off some of these names performing. So, that, you know, so if you might catch it, like Eric Tesmer is on this, who's been one of Austin's premier guitar players. Uh, Cece, who just was at ACL Festival. She was at the festival playing there. Uh, Josh Ross and Mark, uh, and Mark Sean from Blackheart Saints, who just put out another track on Cleopatra Records. They're touring around, playing across the country. AJ Vallejo and Omar Vallejo from the Vallejos and from Brody Lane and everything that they're doing. Uh, Kelly Green and uh, Jay Scale from from Madam Radar, who are doing a bunch of really good stuff. Jake Andrews is another great guitar player. We played Candy for you earlier on the show. Robert Wagner, if you've ever seen Suede play live, Robert Wagner is there. Uh, Naga Volley, who's an amazing talent, uh, is going to be playing there. Curtis Lee, I've played his show. I'm going to play him a little bit later, either today or tomorrow. Uh, his new single coming out, he's amazing. You get some horn players, like Kevin Flat is going to be out there. Uh, you know, Eric Garcia is one of the best guitar players. Hayden Viterra we just played for you. And like, and that's just the the kind of the people in the front. And then there's this plethora of really good players that you may not realize playing twenty different bands in town and have played on all these records that you've heard uh, that are all going to be there. It's just a crazy lineup, and that doesn't include the Past Lives, which are an up and coming band here in town that you want to go see that are going to be playing at seven o'clock, and they're gonna they're coming up right now. You're gonna get to see them at the beginning, and then Tomar and the FCs, which is just one of the best fun party bands. If you want to come, I mean, they're worth the price of admission alone. Uh, past lives are coming up. Jelly Ellington's worth the price of admission. And then you get a jam at the end of the night. We're all going to have a few drinks and have a really good time. It's just an epic thing. Like, now that you've done this how many years, is it kind of getting to be old hat for you? You're getting more used to doing it every single year? Definitely. You learn from you learn something new every year. You know, uh, <clears throat> just getting the time frames down. Just I try to fit in as much music possibly we can into the five hours. So it's a good five hours of music. And I'm just so grateful for all the musicians who make this happen because without them, it wouldn't be you know what nearly what it is. And um, it's just a chance for me to get my friends together, and we get to we get to jam out. So come jam with us. No, and I could I'm, I'm proud of you because I've been with you since the beginning of doing these, and you know your career's grown, and th- this jam continues to get bigger and bigger every year, and raising more money for these charities, and, and you know supporting local music, supporting local charities. You know, it's something I've tried to work on, and it's, it's so awesome to see you do it. Uh, I do want to ask you though. 
because we are doing the poll the way. It was a sports complex, so we're going to do it. And we're asking you, because I know you're a big basketball fan. We were at the Texas game on Saturday. We, me and you went yeah. to see Texas versus Houston Christian. But I want to ask you the poll question of the day. If you could permanently suspend any one player from any, like any sport, one player, suspend him permanently. They're gone. Because Draymond Green, we know, is on that list. He's on the short list for people now after he got suspended or ejected again last night. Who is on you? Who's your, who's your player? I'm assuming it's someone from Duke because you're a North Carolina guy, but... Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. He's, we've had him. Grayson <laughs> Allen's an easy one. Like, you kind of want to retroactively suspend Christian, uh, <laughs> spend just every Duke player. You just want to suspend them all. Pretty much. They should just be on their own, like, little team in the NBA, you know? I know. Re- reality is it's Coach K. Just yeah. <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski. By the way, if you don't know of a real, a real basketball fan there, he will refuse to call Coach K Coach K. It's Mike Krzyzewski for him only. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you coming in, Jelly, and talking about this a little bit more. Uh, if anybody wants some more information, where can they find about Jelly Ellington? Where can they find about the jam? You can just visit jellyellington.com. And then uh, on Instagram and Facebook, it's at jellyellington, J-E-L-L-Y-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N. Yeah, and I hope to see some of you guys out there. If you want to, I'll be out there hosting, so you can just come up and say, hey, if you're listening to the show, we would love to see you out there. Get some tickets, support a really good cause. Uh, it's going to be a fun show tomorrow night. I cannot wait for it. It is not, it's not crazy late. It's a Thursday night. The whole show is going to wrap around midnight. So it, it's not something where you're going to have to call out of work the next day. I, I'm planning to be here. <laughs> we'll see if I still have a voice. I do tend to... Uh, to you know, get a little bit loud by the end of the night. And so we'll see how much of a voice I have, or if I'm just going to leave Jacob here to do the whole show by himself. He, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we come to, but I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate you joining us, uh, Jelly. And why don't we leave the people with a little bit more Jelly Ellington to get you some more vibes of uh, the jam is going to be happening. If you didn't know, Jelly Ellington is one of the best guitar players in town, uh, classically trained and can do everything. So, uh, but if you, yeah, check out his music. Here's some Jelly Ellington to take us out. I appreciate you coming out, brother. We'll see you tomorrow night. 310 at ACL Live for Jelly's 11th annual Christmas jam. We'll play this one. How about this? There we go. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn.
talking on your knees Well, I can see right through you I've been reading through your lies Things you had inside But I don't get around like you do Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Thanks to Jelly Ellington for joining us. We are playing some music from Jelly's 11th annual Christmas Jam all week long, getting you ready for it, benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. We just talked about it a little bit, but this is Blackheart Saints. Josh Rosh, Mark Shaw, going to come up and sing some songs. These guys are doing awesome right now, touring around, playing, opening for some big bands across the country. This is their new single, Two Drinks In. But it's a Blackheart Saints right now on our music for you, but let's move on. Uh, and talk some college football, Jacob, and uh, get into there's a, a couple big stories in college football that have come out today. Did something happen? First, the uh, the commitment of Cubby Black that I, I appreciate. He did it swiftly. I didn't get to see the announcement yet. Uh, we'll see if we go back and there's video of it. Uh, but I did appreciate. He said at like 430, I'm going to do this. And by like 435, it was already done. Yeah, I've, I'm looking at video of it right now. It looks like they set a bunch of gift bags out with the team logos on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, but I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the quickness of it when uh, you know we've we've seen these before and they say four thirty and then it's five twenty five and you're waiting and then they give and oh, then, it's, he, then it takes does he do a switch? Sorry, he digs into the A and M bag and then puts it back and goes to the Texas bag. Oh, you always gotta do they yeah. got they love this switcher they love it just tormenting people. I what was that was it? Oh, I can't remember. Sorry, Aggies. I can't remember. There was somebody who did it uh, that did the. Texas, not Texas, went somewhere else and then went back to Texas. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. And it though. was it was a double it was a double reverse juke. Was it the that wasn't Anthony Hill, was it? No, because I feel it was somebody going into this class. I feel like it was not a year ago, but it could have been a year ago. Yeah. Uh but yes, a good uh a great signing there from Kobe Black. If you don't know who Kobe Black is, uh he's a six one, like one ninety cornerback. One ninety. Uh got powerful arms. He can get out there. He can play that boundary corner really well. He's also got a huge wingspan, six seven wingspan. Whew. Uh great ball skills. So he can get in there. He's gonna get some interceptions. There's some things he's gotta work on, but he's also pretty young for the for the class that he's in. So, you know, you're gonna be able to get him in and make some big plays early on. And then it's just more teaching him the finer art of it. But you're talking about someone who can make an impact his freshman season in a def- in a defensive backfield that needs help, and the secondary that needs help, and especially losing some more guys like Ryan Watts uh, to you know to the draft and to senior year and just eligibility. So you're going to be able to have Kobe Black come in here and-, and make a huge difference for this Texas team next season. And then you're talking about two years down, three years down, where uh, a Kobe Black can make a really big difference and be an elite level. Uh, defensive back for Texas. He is number four defensive back in this entire class. So a big, big get for uh, Sark and this Texas Longhorns team. Yeah, I'm not sure how much significance it's going to have just because I'm not – I don't know if they'll actually use him this way, but we might have a little bit of a Travis Hunter situation going on (laughs) because Kobe Black also ran for 432 yards and five touchdowns on 48 carries. 
He caught eight passes for 281 yards and two touchdowns. No, I know. It, it, look, he, he's, you know, those great high school athletes, they can do both ways. He's I, both ways. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily, they're going to need him on both ways. I doubt at it. At Texas, I, I think you want to focus it. on what he can do. Right. But it is nice to see his athletic. I believe he's also a basketball player and runs track and field. But it's that scorer's mindset, right? So if he does pick the ball off, he's looking to score. Yes, he is. He wants to go out there. But yeah, I think those long arms, uh, what he can do on the side, get down there, knock balls away, or make interceptions. Is going to be a big get for Texas to get Kobe Black, a great signing for Texas today. Uh, another piece of uh, NCAA football news that came down uh, is that transfers. The transfer, a judge today went up uh, for some cases of you know NCAA transfers were getting upset because the NCAA's rules on how you can transfer after a first time, the first time transfer, they made that where everybody could do it. And then people would say, we want to transfer again. And the NCAA basically doesn't have real rules for it they kind of pick and choose and everybody gets through but we saw tez walker for north carolina he wasn't allowed to play and then once the entire country said it was stupid then he finally they finally allowed yeah, him they to got play into it uh and then eventually he gets hurt which is a sad to see but uh for north but you see they now a judge has passed a ruling which i believe it's for only 14 days the ncaa basically said we're not going to fight this anymore uh so now two two transfers are going to be okay uh, you can make that second transfer if you want to, because a lot of these people are, you know, and I think it depends because, you know, we'd love the NCAA to say, oh, well, we're going to regulate this more. We're going to come in and make it a little bit more transparent for these for the transfers and make it a little bit more transparent for everybody so that we don't have to have a situation where, as we talked about yesterday, people are jumping into a portal expecting a job that has been offered to five people or 10 people. Right. And I know I have a job at, I have a position on this scholarship and I don't. And all of a sudden you're left out and that NIL money's not there. And, and now, now I can't go back to where I was. The starting and, job. And yeah. now I've walked away from where I was, which I wasn't too upset about, but I was okay with moving on. Yeah. And now I have to go. And if my phone's not ringing and the offers that I'm getting are not the ones, do I have to go basically, you know, how a lot of these kids out of high school are having to sell themselves and then you have a good enough season. But if you're not, you know, if people don't think they can get you, they may not be calling you. Yeah, no, it's a tough world these kids are living in. But it's also, I mean, we're all exploring this new world of yeah. college free agency together, right? And, I mean, that's, that's, and that's what you see. There's more free agency now because you get two transfers. And, I mean, really, you can get a third one if you really want it, I'm sure. But There's you know, some loophole. But the, the two-transfer thing, too, is, is for a lot of smaller school guys who want to move up. And, you know, they have a good freshman season, and they basically say, okay, now I can go play sophomore year at, at Power 5. I was in Power 5. Now I can move up to the Power 5. And they move to a small Power 5. And they play two seasons there. And they go, okay, well, now I'm really good. I can go play. And I can go play at a really high level and try and compete for the NFL, where I couldn't really do that at either of my other places. And it's helping my game and helping me improve. Those ones you get a little bit more because, it, you know, you don't want to say, well, you went to a small town and you didn't get good coaching and so, you know, or you grew late and so you weren't recruited out of high school. So that should completely, you know, knock you out of the NFL coverage and right. NFL draft process. But at the same point, you, you hate to see it when it's somebody who is consistently unhappy and never really wants to find a home because it's all about them and they don't want to find it. So there's, there's groups. But luckily, most of these teams that are competing at a high level and getting these guys in and coaches that stick around for a while are coaches who understand you kind of have to learn how to walk that field of we're going to have to pay some NIL we're going to have to hit the transfer portal but we want to find the right people in it and if it's somebody going for their second or third transfer and all the reports are 
they everybody did everything for them and they didn't want to do the extra work that they were you know holding it over a coach's head if you if you yell at me again I'll transfer you well I don't want to run sprints because I'll transfer. I don't need to be here I can go play somewhere else so yeah. those you know you get those reports I'm sure that's happening as well as much as people that want to play and are doing everything right and feel that they're being left out because a coach has favoritism for some other player whether it be that he's friends with his high school coach and he's known the kid and he's had a relationship for the kid, even though he may not be the better player. That happens in college sports as well. So there's a lot of reasons why, you know, you don't want to – there's always going to be in everything in life, there's going to be people that exploit the rule and there's people that are going to exploit, you know, something that is necessary for others. And so it's a shame when you have to take something completely away and that's kind of what the transfer portal – you know, originally with the NCAA, they were trying to take away that no one could get out. Even if you had a coach who was, you know, mentally abusive to you and treating you like garbage and everything else and, and, and lied to your face and told you you were going to be a starter and then said you don't even get on the field because I like this other kid more than you, that was a thing you could do. So you say, okay, well, for that scenario, you should be able to transfer. But you can't really make it that way until the NCAA decides to, or whatever new organization takes over, decides to have some uh, some guidelines around it of, okay, this is when you can do this and tell us why and we'll have rules and we'll have a committee and we can try and create a better scenario for people to transfer and make it a little bit more transparent with, okay, this you know these schools have been contacted. So if you're in the transfer portal, this is how many people have contacted these people, and this is how many people have contacted these people. Yeah. So you can see keep records, and, right. and and like if you're a quarterback and you say, all right, well they're trying to get me to jump in the portal, and I look and USC is has already talked to 17 different quarterbacks, and they're telling me you really want me to jump in the portal, and I look and I go, but, but you you just want me as a backup plan, right? I'm like playing C or D for you, and you don't care about my future. I'm I'm not saying that is not. I'm just using USC as an example because they're probably going to know Caleb Williams is leaving. Yeah, we all assume yeah. Caleb Williams. We assume that you know. So that's the only reason. I'm not saying that they're the people to do this, but I and in all reality, it's normally the worse. Like the smaller the school, the more messed up it is, right? Because so. those are the coaches that are trying to fight their way up and will do anything to win. Like Jim Harbaugh wasn't cheating. Connor Stallions was cheating, <laughs> and it got back and it goes up, and you have to pay the price because it's your program. Sure, but Connor Stallions is the coach who's trying to make it, and he's doing the unethical things. Not Jim Harbaugh, who is that? Harbaugh definitely didn't tell him to do or anything like no, that. No, he didn't tell him because why would you tell? Why would, if you told him, Jim Harbaugh would go, yeah, just get game. Send somebody. You're gonna wear the gear and you're gonna do. Come on, man. <laughs> he would have told him how to do it correctly if he was gonna <laughs> cheat. Uh, but no, that's my point. So I, it's an interesting thing. It's a, it's a different day. But it, it, for me, it's a good thing in the fact of everything has to accelerate to a point where there has to be a new governing body. And the more that the NCAA is proven in court and proven over and over again that they have no control over anything. Zero authority. The zero authority. Then it goes more into the commissioner's hands. And then once you realize that none of the commissioners are going to trust anybody because ACC is not going to trust Big Ten or SEC anymore because they got screwed. And, you know, uh, the Big 12 doesn't trust the SEC or the Big Ten because they got screwed. Sure. So now everybody in the Big Ten and SEC are going to have to talk to each other and go, okay, we get it. We screwed everybody else. <laughs> But we need to start setting some rules, or else we're getting it, like we're getting hurt because we're the big money. So Mike Craven had an interesting solution to okay. this. I was watching the Eyes on Texas podcast, nice. which you can watch on the Horns YouTube channel, the nice. Horn Austin. Um, he suggested every player gets five years of eligibility, flat out five years of okay. eligibility. Every time you transfer, you lose a year of eligibility. So you get five if you stay there in the same place. If you need all five years, but if you transfer, 
Now you have four years. And now with this second transfer, if you transfer again, it better work out. That's your last year of eligibility. Do you think that would fix some of the tampering? No. I mean, the tampering is going to be there because you also got to remember nobody – like at the end of the day, you can convince yourself what you're asking for is best for the kid. And whether you whether it is or not, you have to do some gymnastics on some of these coaches. But not really, not because they'll sit there and go, "Well, we're going to win a national championship, and I'm going to get you drafted top top five pick, and I'm going to get you all that." Now, once you get in the season, that's all not true. But in their head, it is. In their head, if you come here, that's what you know. Lincoln Riley told Caleb Williams, "You come here, you're winning. You're winning the Heisman. We're winning a national championship, and you're the number one pick in the draft." And he's probably got two out of three of those. Sure, and I I think it would slow it down a little bit because I think that threat of losing one year of eligibility, sure, you still have four, you get your transfer, yeah, yeah. you'd still have those. But I think it would create some serious pause on that second transfer. I think it would, but I also, and I think that these kids, when you're asking a 20-year-old to make a decision, we see how many people are dying from student loans right now. Yep, yeah. 18 and 19-year-olds making long-term life decisions is not the best idea for the, like, you sometimes have to kind of look out and say, okay, this, we get so we don't want to take away the, – the problem is you can't keep putting the penalty on the player. You have to put the penalty on the organization. For the, the kid wanting to get out? For the, for the tampering. Oh, okay. For, for the, the fact that they are going to continue to use the transfer portal in the way that they are going to tell us people. And, again, I'm not naming any school, and I can guarantee you to a certain extent every school does it. Oh, yeah. It's impossible to regulate. So at a certain point, it's – I, I just I don't I mean like there's a there's an edge to it where I, I I don't mind that but again I really am not big on putting the emphasis on the players that hey you're 20 years old and you're getting told you're gonna make two million dollars and you're being told that you're gonna be a top five NFL pick and you got hurt but yeah. we're not gonna give you a medical red shirt so your season you're all right now you're a fourth round pick sorry you took that second transfer you got lied to situation didn't work out. Your offensive lineman gets hurt. Your season's bad. I hear you, but you're gonna have that all the time. Like, you're gonna, and no I do. To... I just, I, I don't like, I, I, I don't like that. And when the schools just go, okay, next guy. And I don't think some of those situations, the coach is lying. So to say, I don't think. I think the coach really thought it was going to happen, and then it just, it didn't pan out. And it's, it is. It's the, it's not a lie if you believe it. Ooh. It's a George Costanza, <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of these coaches end up with it. Uh, uh, we did. We just got some breaking news there. Appreciate you on the text line. Uh, Malik Murphy has entered the transfer portal. And so he's not going to be with the Longhorns at the college football playoff. He would have preferred to stay through the season, but the timing did not allow it. Murphy told ESPN, it's nothing against text at all. I'm doing this purely for me and my future. In my eyes, I will always be a Longhorn and part of this great team. I think Murphy saw the names that yeah, were he knew, already. And this is what we talk about. When you talk about he sees how many other people are there. And when he's talking and he understands if he wants to go to USC. If he wants to go to, to Cal or, or UCLA or somewhere in that and wants to go back there, those jobs are going to be filled before, they, they, before January. Oh, yeah, definitely, because they want to they know where they stand. And if you want to talk about tampering, that's somebody told him in no uncertain terms, hey, I talked to so-and-so in this. I don't know what school this is. Can't tell you. But I'm sure high school coach, his high school coach said, I've been told that decision is going to be made before the playoffs. <laughs> So if you want to have a shot at it, you do it. So not great news. Malik Murphy is transferring. It's not surprising. Uh, it would be really bad news if, if Quinn Ewers doesn't come back. Uh, but then you could go into the transfer portal again and try and get somebody else out of it. Uh, but that is it's not surprising news at all, really. 
Uh, but that is more breaking news. So Kobe Black to Texas, Link Murphy in the transfer portal is your big Texan. Surely today. Malik talked to Quinn about this. Because oh, that, that impacts the decision so much. 100%. I'm sure he's talked to Quinn. I'm sure he's talked to Sark. I'm sure all these meetings. And that's, I, I, look, he clearly has thought about this because he could have jumped in the portal right. a week ago. He clearly he clearly had to talk to Quinn and go, hey, man, you know, you don't have to tell me exactly where you're at, but can I get a heat check? Like, yeah. where are we? No, I mean, because you look at that. I mean, he could have jumped in before Dylan Gabriel went to Oregon and yeah. see if he had a shot at that position, right. which is another East Coast school or, or West Coast school. Yeah. Another yeah. school he could go try and get to. I. Uh, no, I get that. It's so it's it's somewhat disappointing because you know you love Link Murphy. He you see the potential there. Uh, we wish him the best, though. It just never worked out for him here. He never no, had the time. Yeah, yeah. And we know that everybody wanted to go to see Arch, and in, in reality, it kind of makes it easier on Arch. It makes it easier on Sark that you won't have that crossover anymore. You also have, I believe, two uh, scholarship quarterbacks coming in uh, this season. Now, I believe you got two guys that have committed to Texas, so that adds another kind of pressure. To you don't want to carry five guys on your roster at quarterback and have those scholarships, so it does open up a scholarship for another position. Yeah, and I imagine, I imagine when he talked to Sark, Sark told him go. Sark, Sark, yeah. Sark, Sark, Sark told said, him go, man. Sark told him yeah. in the best interest. I can't tell you you will ever be the starting quarterback at Texas. Right. I don't think it's going to work. No, no. But I, tell you, I can tell you. I cannot promise you right. that you will ever be there. Right. And I won't lie to you and tell you that it may be if this and that. I can tell you, you may never play another game for the Texans for the Longhorns. That's so a reality. If he's telling you that he's got a spot for you. Well, if you know, if you need to go yeah. do that, then right. go do it. If you want to bet on yourself, great. You did it last year, and you got to play some. Yeah, but that probably wasn't enough for you either. You were hoping to play a little bit more. Yeah, well, you earned everybody's respect around here, Malik. He did. I, yeah. I think in the fact that he stayed this year and was able to get us two wins. Yeah, big uh, time. Is huge. The That's fact huge. that Texas in the college football playoffs could be partially to the fact that Malik Murphy was there and able to carry Texas through those two games where Quinn Ewers was out before he could come back and start playing again. Like, if you don't have – and then the games where Quinn Ewers is shaky and you do know that you have Malik Murphy back there, uh, it is a huge – it was a big part of this season to have Malik Murphy. So I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, so some good news, some bad news for Texas today during the show. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Black's coming in, but Malik Murphy is heading out. Not surprising news in Malik Murphy. Uh, we've been asked that a lot. It's one of those ones where you were just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Yeah, and you just you and it was I appreciate too for him that he did not wait and get kind of missed in the decision. Yes. And had to go to a school. Uh Florida State's another one. Where Florida I but I'm just saying, you know, they're looking at guys, Florida State's another school that's a really good football team that's gonna need another quarterback next year. Like these places are gonna be filled before January. Yeah, no doubt. And if he wants to put his name into where he can play on a school that can be in that top twelve next year, for sure, then he needs to put his name in now. As opposed to being there for the backup. And, and I mean, and for Sarkin too, you know, you're going to put Malik in those twos, but Arch is the three. And, you know, you for working forward to next season, Arch now can work with the twos. There's just also, there's a ton of West Coast options available It does right mean, I will tell you this, it does mean that now coverage of Texas football in these playoff games, every TV network is hoping for a Quinn Ewers injury. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not, but come on, that that conversation is going to be had. No, I don't even want, I don't even want to bring it up. I'm not oh. going to continue this conversation. I'm not going to put <laughs> that out you know there. What? I agree oh my that. goodness, what is wrong with you? I don't agree. I agree with you. It's a terrible thing these TV networks and what they want to Stop. do. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Why would you put that out there? I'm not put it out there. You did though. I'm you did exactly that. I'm not putting it out there. Good luck, Longhorns fans. Blame Patrick. <laughs> I'm no Chad Hastings. <laughs> uh, no, but we. <laughs> No, I, I, but yeah, sad news that Malik Murphy's moving on, but good for him, uh, and thanks to everything he's done here 
uh, for the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, huge uh, shout out. Let's take one more break real quick, and we'll come back and uh, wrap up the show here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Back in the Sports Complex, wrapping things up here on a Wednesday night. Jacob, it is Wednesday today. It is Wednesday. I get to go home and watch Survivor. So I got to jet out of here as soon so as we're done. So who won Survivor? I don't know yet. Oh, wow. it, it comes on tonight, not yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, we did get the news. If you just missed it, uh, you just joining us here at the end. Kobe Black is coming. He is committed to Texas. But Malik Murphy has entered his name into the transfer portal. Will not be available for Texas in the uh, championship games. It goes along with my theory that he could be playing a bowl game for another team. Ooh. He could be. Wow. He's not going to be here. He can't play for us. Okay, so hear me out. We'll put 60 numbers into no. a hat. Okay. No. All right. Uh, my man Chan <laughs> says, think Sark will help Malik land in another school. Wondering, I'm mean, 100% Sark would do anything to help out Malik Murphy and get Whatever him Whatever call place. he needs to field, I, I, all that. I have no doubt that, that Sark is, is looking forward to Malik Murphy's success in wherever he goes. He's, this is not a problem of you know, so I, everything I've known about Sark and the person that I met and the they person got the he, Cali connection. Well, yeah, but it's, it's just he's not a guy to worry. He goes, look, yeah, if you're, you know, we want you to be happy. And yeah. We also want to show people that if you come to Texas and it's not your, then cool. Yeah. But come here first. Right. Let, let us, us see. Let, let's put you in that position. Right. And, and then, again, we said if he didn't, you know, if he didn't come in, in those games, you know, Arch Manning has a lot of potential, but consistency has been a key for him. And that's kind of the reports out of everybody there that, you know, he could have cost Texas a game just because he's a freshman. And, you know, throwing it, throwing an ill-advised pass into a game where he's playing against a school that, you know, he's not used to what the coverage is. Not only that, it's not like Malik came here Sat for a season, and now he's gone. Like, the dude competed. He, he legitimately did. competed. And he came back last year. And then year. stuck around. When Arch came in, he could have left last year. He came right. back. So, so really a lot of love to Malik. I, we do get someone that says Malik to Ohio State. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. I would assume he is going west. I don't think he's going east. I would assume he's going west. But it is a big school. And if they, if they, if they want to bring him in, uh, all reports earlier, Cam Ward would be the guy that would be going to Ohio State. But... Malik Murphy is now in the portal. That's so before Malik Murphy was available. I, I, and from what I've heard, at least from the basketball side, uh, there was a guy that put out an article about it, uh, about how it worked, and he basically put his name in the portal, said he was entering in the portal, did the paperwork, and then it takes a little bit for the process to go through. Sure. And then once you're on the actual thing, he was like, my phone just started to ring off the hook. Because once it went through that this guy who was a – Senior, like uh, a grad senior at, at basketball and a good player. It was Brady Manick who ended up going to North Carolina. He was playing for Oklahoma, went to North Carolina. But he was like, you don't really know what's happening. Yeah. You put your name in, and then you don't know when it goes through, but you know when it goes through. Right. Because all of a sudden, everybody starts calling you, and it's like, hey. And from smaller schools to bigger schools, everyone's trying to get on there, and everyone's trying to be the first one in, and everybody's trying to. So at some point, probably tomorrow, maybe Friday, 
Malik Murphy's phone, he will be a very busy, popular person. He's suiting up for the bowl game wherever he's going. <laughs> but good to see him there. I and, and and yeah, wish him the best. Absolutely, I do. Like my man, chief engineer, is curious uh, about uh, Jacob's playlist because we make fun of him because he doesn't know any of the songs. By the way, so chief engineer says, "Is it all Charlie XCX?" I asked him in the break, <laughs> and he didn't know who Charlie XCX was. Chief engineer didn't even know. I will tell you this because he asked about music and movies. My music playlist would probably not impress you, but I would enjoy putting together a top 10 of movies. I think a top 10 movie list for me would do better. Uh, it's my field of work anyway. I do video production. I love movies. I'll get one of those put together for you, Chief Engineer. Chief Engineer, we may have you pick the theme of the week and pick some music at one point, though. Okay. We may have you do that just just to let these people know how small of a window. Have, have y'all ever heard of Kids Bop? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the uh uh miss jackson video yeah that is the best kids bob version right there <laughs> that little white kid singing miss jackson yeah we'll do uh we'll do fantastic stuff lovely melody of kids bop and teletubbies and we'll we'll figure it out from there <laughs> all right uh we got to get out of here appreciate uh thanks to jelly ellington for coming in to talk about the uh the party it's gonna be tomorrow night three dinner at acl live when i get done here tomorrow night Wrapping it up, we'll talk some more about tomorrow. Play some more songs, but we won't be. But we'll go and do that, and then I'm headed straight to three ten ACL live tomorrow to support that great cause. Uh, but until then, uh, until tomorrow, until the show tomorrow, we're going to talk more Texas football, more NFL. Get you ready for Thursday night football. Uh, get you ready for all the great action that's coming up here. We'll get you back to the sports complex. Until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow at four p.m. on the sports complex on the Horn. Ha <laughs>